Hello and welcome to Grace Life Rondebosch, a church situated in Cape Town, South Africa. We pray that this teaching will awaken your heart to the reality of Christianity, which is Christ in you, and that this will result in increased fruitfulness in your life. From last week, you know, between the, with the messages, come, Yanni, go for it. So, um, on Thursday I was meeting up with uh, someone and uh, at the end we were just, I just uh, like prayed for him and then as I was praying, I just uh, felt this uh, picture of a treasure and uh, then I just felt like um, this treasure is a vessel and I was like, okay cool and I just shared it with him and everything. It really blessed him because uh, he said, it was, I was actually in Corinthians and he was reading it uh, that morning and uh, you could actually you could see now this is uh, basically uh, God wanting to reveal Christ in him so he actually understood uh, the verse and um, but yeah it was just a cool um, like a word of knowledge uh, that I just had and by like it was just a picture and uh, really best mm. that's so, awesome yeah. well done for stepping out so we've uh, been dealing with um, your supernatural ability in the Holy Spirit because uh, you know focusing on gifts and things like that and one of the things that I said was it's not just for the service although we love that uh, we want it for out there. And so that's why I was asking for some testimonies. So if you have one, you can come up. But one from me was I've also just been trusting for more and stepping in because one of the things we said last week was it's something you've got to contend for. It's something you've got to really like um, a, not strive for in a sense of work or effort, but in a sense of pursue after. Uh, it doesn't happen by accident that you get a word of knowledge or that you have a, a prophetic encouragement for someone or whatever. It's something that you've got to trust for and step into. And um, even for me, like if I've had someone in my heart this week, I've uh, prayed for them and then sent them a message and a couple of people, um, you know, sent, like <laughs> the one was kind of out there, uh, it's uh, for someone across country and I was like, um, you could hit this or you could miss this. And I kind of just threw it out there and it was spot on. It was awesome just to see how it impacted them. In another situation, uh, without giving away uh, details of it, um, I was praying for a, a friend and you know, going through some challenging relational issues and stuff like that. Um, I just uh, sent, he doesn't know that I know that, that what they're going through, but I just sent a, a message. It was a picture that I had and uh, um, just kind of gave it to him. And the feedback I got via, via, via was just how it changed the whole situation that they were in, in the, in the relationship. And it's just amazing how, you know, a small act of obedience can really just, um, even if you don't know how, um, it seems simple, but you don't know how significant it is. It's worth just stepping out and going for it. Anyone else go to test me before I carry on? Come on. There's a young lady that um, we said I meet up with and um, this week when I, had, I just had her on my heart and I knew I had to send her a message and I generally send voice notes. Mm. And uh, it was at the right time as well for her because she had questions in her mind mm. and when I shared it with her, she said, thank you so much. It's changed my focus and I'm not focusing on the negative, but I'm focusing mm. on the future that God has for me in my life. That's awesome. One more person. Gang once, come. <laughs> See me come and then you can come afterwards, Etienne. Um, yeah, also Lisa and I last week, Sunday, after the service, we went to just grab some food and we went uh, away just there. And we just started like, chatting to her, we got some words for her and things. And it was so funny because she said to us, are we psychic? <laughs> that's what she said. And we're like, oh, it's that's awesome. The spirit of God in us that's just sure. doing these things. Mm. And yeah, we had like a long conversation with us, so it was really awesome just to step out in that as well. That's awesome. Good. Yeah. 
Um, so we got to uh, just go out a little bit, like uh, as a church community, Julius also joined us on uh, Sunday after the Tigerberg gathering um, at church. And uh, went out to minister, really excited because uh, it's, it's awesome to get to minister the gospel. And um, first encounter, the first gentleman I had was definitely not excited about what I brought him. Um, very uh, anti, uh, me even approaching him with a smile. And um, so you get those people in any case. So after the first um, meeting, I'm like, okay, now I've got a little more time. I'm gonna, the next one's going to be better. The next one comes, I step out, and man, this guy was even less excited about what I brought him. He was probably a believer, but definitely not open about talking about God, which is strange. And, um, and then I was like, man, this is not a good day. Like, it's not... I'm out here doing the Lord's work and I want to bless people with the, the, the gospel and I want to just love on them. I want to share them, some good news with them. And they're just like not interested. And so uh, I had an opportunity in that moment to be like, let's just kind of give up. Like I've kind of done something, but not really. It doesn't feel like it. In any case, long story short, third encounter, this lady was super open. She was passionate about what I had had for and she just kind of just drew more and more gospel out of me and, and her life was largely impacted. But two things that I learned in that moment. Firstly, just because someone is expressing a disregard to what you bring them doesn't mean you're not impacting them. Yeah. I put two pebbles in those guys' shoes and they're going to be irritated that whole day. Um, they, I did something there, like even though I didn't seem like I did anything, like spiritually speaking, firstly I was obedient to step out. And that's success already. Mm. And secondly, the impact that I'm having on those two guys and the thoughts that they had after that engagement, I don't know what it was, but there wouldn't have been any of that if I didn't step out. And so I want to encourage you guys, in light of those things, um, just keep going for it. Um, we don't know the significance of every seed, so however mm. the person might receive it or not receive it in that moment. That's awesome. Thanks, Esa. So in dealing with the gifts or the abilities, you want to go as well? <laughs> Come. You're not going to get going tonight at all. <laughs> <Not am I. laughs> Sorry, I just, as you said that about people to shoot, I just had a vision of a glass mm. full of water and, or whatever, and pebbles getting put into that. And you don't always fill the glass up with what you put in, but what you put in adds and contributes. Mm. So we don't always see the long-term effect Definitely, what yeah. we do at that moment. But that pebble that you put in was displacing sure. crud in his yeah. life. A little bit or lot. Yeah. That's good, that's good. You know, the, I think it's so important to realize like you might not see the impact of what you're doing or, or stepping out in. In that like, for example, um, I had an opportunity and I took it to, to do, um, what's a 28 minute uh, teachings on a, a, ten, a Kenyan TV station. And so I've been doing that uh, for, I think it's three months now. And, um, you know, you get no response whatsoever. <laughs> you know, you kind of believe that you're online, but you, you don't know if you're really on a TV station because I don't watch TV. And then, so I don't know, you know, and it's a Kenyan station. So it's like, you can watch it on YouTube, but that's not the same. And because um, it, it's a premiered video that they put on. And we were away this week for a bit in Priska, which is Northern Cape. Uh, in the middle of nowhere and we drove onto this this farm in the middle of nowhere you can't see any life except for animals for miles around you and um, uh, we went to my wife's stepdad's uh, uh, farm and we got to meet the farm manager who we've heard so much about and connect you know, just 
see what they're doing there and, and everything. And um, he uh, identified me as from TV. <laughs> and he started calling me pastor. And, uh, and so I was just like, wow, okay, you know, making an impact in someone's life that I haven't met. Uh, uh, but, and, you know, you just, it was encouragement just to keep throwing seed out there. And often, I mean, for, for most of you, you're not going to have that opportunity, but you'll have an opportunity to encourage someone that you see. And whether they blank or not on their faces doesn't matter because you're the one who steps out. I mean, I do that week in and week out with blank faces. <laughs> just a joke. You guys are, are a bit more expressive, so that's good. Um, but yeah, I wanted to start by saying, you know, Christianity is all about our union with Christ and living from that place of union. Okay, it, 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 it's, it's, it's not a religion. We've, we've said that a couple times. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's relationship, but it's living out of that relationship. Okay, you know, we don't come to church because we're obligated. We come to church because we want to come and fellowship and learn and grow and all this and. It's amazing because as I was like praying and preparing, I really felt like I got some words for some people who aren't sure. And it just expresses the importance of actually like pitching up, you know, because now they're missing out on, on a word. Uh, uh, and I mean, they may be joining online, but I don't know that, so I can't give them the word there. So it's just a, like it was a good lesson for me, even just, a, you know, you can't really be blessed unless you pitch. But the more we learn about what happened to us at salvation, the more empowered we are to be able to live in it. And that's what we're talking about. The abilities of now the spirit that is within us. Okay. You're a child of God. And as a child of God, we, we get to grow up. We get to grow up and, and, and then step into our purpose. We grow up and we step into our purpose. And it's not a natural assignment. Okay. Your, your, your calling, it, um, you could say it's broken up into two things. It's, it's, it's your identity as a child of God and then your assignment in this earth. And your assignment isn't just something natural. Something natural will contain your assignment, but your assignment is to be an ambassador of Christ expressed in the marketplace and what you're, how God has wired you, you know, to be able to be a doctor, lawyer, teacher, business person, what, what have you. But it's, it, it, it's not just natural in the sense of what we do shouldn't be, it should look different to the way that the world would do it. It should look different. They can do some things better than us, so we should learn from them. But there should be a supernatural element in our lives at work, which kind of makes people look and go, but that doesn't make sense. Okay. Um, uh, uh, so much, I was thinking about this, so much in the, is happening in the world right now, right? We've still got the, 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 the Ukraine-Russia situation. You've got other things going on in the world. Uh, the petrol price going up and all that kind of stuff. But there, there, there's wars. There's, 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 there's um, uh, many problems in the world. And I was thinking about it. And you know, God has something up his sleeve. I really believe that. Like I really believe that he's got something up his sleeve. And as I was, was thinking about this, I realized, you know what he's got up his sleeve? You. It's like, whatever's up his sleeve can't happen until we happen. <laughs> and so as a church, we've got to really, you know, in, in praying this morning for the service, uh, I really felt, um, uh, what's it, Isaiah 60, 1, 2, and 3. You know, rise and shine. And the nations will come to your rising. So Because the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. The glory, the Spirit of God is in us. He wants to rise up within us so that people will be drawn. Now, that doesn't prevent us from going into all the world and sharing with them and reaching them. 
but it means that people, when we go even, should be drawn to us, uh, not just repelled. <laughs> um, but the, the point is, is He lives in you. That's Christianity. God lives in you and He wants to live through you. And so now we've got to learn how to keep in step with that, how to walk in that. Okay? True Christianity is Christ in us and Christ through us. And it's really just about learning to surrender to that, learning to flow with that, learning to live in that. Um, one of the things, uh, you know, questions I finished off with last week was how are you pursuing God? How are you pursuing God? If people looked at your life in its entirety, would they be able to say, you're pursuing God? Or would they say, oh, you're a Christian? <laughs> it's like, how are you pursuing God? What I mean by pursuing God is relationship. It, 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 how are you, you, you experiencing His love and then sharing His love? Things like that. How are you spending time with Him? And um, it's an important question to ask ourselves because we're Christians. And so often we can slip into the religious box of, it's just my... Uh, uh, 10-minute devotional in the mornings and it's my uh, uh, however long on a Sunday, you know, etc, etc. But it should be our life. It should be everything. Okay? So, we're going to go on to Galatians 3 and uh, today we want to look at, look at really just letting God loosen us. Because if He's in us, I believe He wants to come out of us. So we want to look at how to let God loose out of us. Because a lot of Christians and all of us are guilty of it at some point, we, we do a good job of holding him down, holding him hostage, keeping him locked up. <laughs> and it's like um, uh, uh, that, that scripture in Romans chapter 8 is saying, you know, that creation is, is eagerly waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God, the children of God. And so in a good way, the creation and God is waiting for you to manifest. In a good way. <laughs> okay, not a, not a demonic way. Although, <laughs> although if that needs to happen, we can deal with it. <laughs> but it's more about like God wanting to uh, express Himself through you. So Galatians chapter 3 verse 1 to 5 from the, the Passion here. What has happened to you Galatians to be acting so foolishly? Now let's pause there. What I love about Galatians is Paul is writing and he is uh, uh, dealing with legalism. He's saying to this, this church in Galatia, you know, what's going on? How is it that you are mixing law and grace? You're trying to add to the finished work. Yeah, it's by grace that you've got this, you just believe, and now you're trying to be made perfect through the flesh by observing all these rituals and observing all these, these laws and things like that. And he's, he's kind of giving them a shake-up, and I love some of the language he uses in this, uh, 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 but we're not going to get into all of it, okay? Because that's not the major point. But the point is, is that a supernatural life, often we're trying to live it in the flesh. And this is showing us that's not how to do it. We're not doing it in our ability. It's a supernatural ability, meaning it's not your natural. He adds your, His super to your natural. Okay, so you can be natural, and then it's God who has to do the super. And that makes you then supernatural. Okay, word math. It says, uh, what has happened to you Galatians to be acting so foolishly? You must be under some kind of evil spell. Didn't God open your eyes to see the meaning of Jesus' crucifixion? Wasn't He revealed to you as the crucified one? So answer me this. Did the Holy Spirit come to you? Now, in the, what He's talking about here is Holy Spirit as in salvation. 
Didn't, you, didn't salvation, which is the Spirit of God now dwelling in you, didn't Holy Spirit, salvation, come to you as a, did it come to you as a reward for keeping all the Jewish laws? What's the answer? It says it there. You've got your crib notes. No. Okay. You received Him as a gift because you believed in the Messiah. So what happened when you believed in the Messiah? You got saved. And so you, you, you got the Spirit when you got saved. Now, you, you, He's saying don't try now and work for things and, and don't try and get into the flesh. Stay in this place of faith. Okay. You received Him as a gift. Not a reward, not a, a something as payment, but as a gift, because you believed in the Messiah. Your new life in the Anointed One began when the Holy Spirit give, uh, by, with the Holy Spirit giving you a new birth. Why then would you be uh, you so foolishly turn from the from living in the Spirit by trying to finish by your own works? Have you endured all these trials and persecutions for nothing? Let me ask you again. What do, does the lavish supply of the Holy Spirit in your life and the miracles of God's tremendous power have to do with you keeping the uh, religious laws? And what's the answer? Nothing. Okay, the Holy Spirit is poured out upon us through the revelation and power of faith, not by keeping the laws. So you can mix in your Colossians 2 verse 6. Which says, as you've received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him. So the same way we've received salvation is the same way that we live out salvation. Which is, not through effort and not through fasting and not through, through self-sacrifice, but through faith in His grace. Okay, it, 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 that's why we call the church grace life. In case you're wondering. Because it's a grace life that we should be living not like I sometimes have a typo when I type it and say the race life. <laughs> it's not the race life. It's not the grave life. It's another typo that I've done. It's the grace life. It's just believing in what He's done for us and living from that place. So you received Him as a gift because you believed. So now we've got to make sure that we're hearing the gospel as believers. We're, we're hearing what God's saying and we're living from a place of faith. Knowing what he said and saying to us. Okay, there's a lavish supply of the Holy Spirit in your life. That's the other thing I get out of this passage. There's a lavish supply. Think about it. It's not enough. You don't have enough Holy Spirit. You have a super abundance of the, the Holy Spirit. There's more than enough to be able to get the work done that you need to get done. To fulfill your assignment. And the miracle of God's tremendous power are simply the result of faith. Believing what He said. Faith doesn't need to take time. Like we, we often think it's a, like a, a, I was think, as I was meditating on this, I realized I've fallen into the trap as well of making it into a process. And expecting it to be a journey. And you know what happens then? It becomes a process and it becomes a journey because I get what I was expecting. When Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says faith comes by hearing. And, hear, yeah, and hearing in context, if you look at it in different translations, it's talking about the gospel, what Jesus has done for us, what he's freely offering us. So when we hear the message, faith comes. Faith rises up in us. It's, you know, what's it, um, Hebrews chapter 12 
speaks about looking unto the author and perfecter of our faith, Jesus. So the beginning, the the originator, the, the perfecter, the strengthener of our faith. And so how does faith come? It's by focusing on Jesus, by focusing on the gospel. And it doesn't have to take years. I mean, how long does it take someone to get saved? Now, you may have a long testimony, but, you know, if you hear the gospel, you get to choose, am I accepting this or am I not accepting this? And as soon as you accept it, you don't have to know the whole Bible. You just accept it and then you're saved. So it it doesn't have to be a long process. We, we, We make it into one. Faith doesn't need to take time in this respect because... You've, you, you, as soon as you believe, you've got Jesus. The problem for us is we don't see the supernatural in our lives, not because we lack faith, so we don't need to sing, give me more faith or something like that. All we need to do is focus on Jesus. And the reason why we often don't experience the supernatural is because we don't know that we can. The reason why some people treat God like a judge is because they think He is a judge. They don't realize he's a good, loving father. So your experience of Christianity is limited to your knowledge of Christianity. Your experience of your relationship with God is limited to your, experience, your, your, your knowledge of God and your relationship with, that you can have with him. And, you know, faith isn't complicated. Faith isn't difficult. Living by faith is what we do because we're believers. You don't have to try and get faith. The problem is, is in the world, and unfortunately in religious Christianity, we've been baptized in unbelief. Sometimes lemon juice as well. <laughs> Usually, they, 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 you know, religion will make you sour, so then it kind of mixes nicely. But, not nicely, I suppose, but it reflects well. <laughs> the point is, is that now we've got a whole bunch of unbelief to deal with. What is some of the unbelief that, that, that's holding us back from experiencing a supernatural life as a Christian? What, you know, for, for one, it would be that we think it's only for the pastor or a super duper or, or, or somebody who's, uh, I wanted to say on TV and that's me now. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's a joke. But the point is, it's like we think it's someone up there out there because we don't know them so well. Yeah, but but we don't realize that we've all got the same Holy Spirit. We all just know Him differently. Not because He wants to be known differently by you and by me, but because we want to know Him differently. And you might be saying, but that's not true. I want to know Him more. It's reflected in your decisions and how you live your life. It's reflected in are you, how are you pursuing Him? Because if you're not pursuing Him, then you're not really interested. As, you know, a desire isn't enough. It's not just about desire. It's about what are you doing with that desire? So we've got to unbaptize ourselves in un, from unbelief and we've got to kind of immerse ourselves in the words that we can have a, a, a strong, operate in this strong faith that we have, that we've been given. You know, I said this last week, I think, but the Christian life is supposed to be supernatural. By supernatural, what do I mean? Well, Jesus said you can do the same works if you believe, the same works that He did in greater works. Okay, now we mustn't automatically think of heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, although we include that. We're talking about loving people. We're talking about, yeah, Jesus laid down His life for people. 
I'm not saying you have to do that, but we get to do that. We get to love people selflessly. We get to be generous. I love that, 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 that first song that we sang. It's an old one. Uh, and I, I heard it uh, earlier today and I was like, we must do that one. And it, it, it looked, the chords and stuff looked easy enough. So I was like, let's do it. You know, and what I liked about it was, um, yeah, it's so blessed, I can't contain it. So blessed, I've got to give it away. I made the joke before the service and said we should take an offering after that song. <laughs> but it's not talking about money. But naturally, when we talk about blessed, we gravitate towards money. But the blessing of Abraham is the Spirit. And so now we've got the Spirit of God, and we've got so much of Him, we've got to give it away. We can't contain Him. But often what happens is we let Him kind of settle down, for whatever reason, and we end up uh, uh, needing to fan Him into flame, to stir Him up, because we've allowed it to settle to the bottom. One of the things that I did this week, and after last week's message, which encouraged me and challenged me as well, was uh, 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 while we were driving for eight to ten hours, uh, uh, I, I was when I wasn't talking to someone or I wasn't engaging with people, I was throughout the day trying to remind myself and be conscious of I'm one with Him. I'm filled with His Spirit. I'm filled with His power. Thank you, Father. And I was just constantly like thinking about that. And thinking, thank you, Father, I've got your spirit. I'm, I'm one with you. I, I, I'm filled with your love. I'm filled with your power. I, 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 you know, and, and as I meditated on that, I had a nicer experience that day. <laughs> you know, the days that I did it this week. Sometimes things got busy and I couldn't do it as much as I wanted to do it. You know, and sometimes you're busy with stuff. But even whilst I was busy with stuff, I tried to focus and to cultivate that relationship like that. Thank you, Father, that you're living in me. Thank you, Father, that I'm one with you that I'm never alone, that your power is available. And then I was thinking about like how, uh, um, what's it, Mark chapter 5, I think, where, where the woman with the issue of blood, and you know, she touches the hem of Jesus' garments, and I like how the Passion puts it, and how there was virtue, power, flowing from Jesus, and it says there, that's always flowing from Him. And so it's like one individual made a withdrawal on Jesus' power, everybody else didn't. And I was just thinking about it, I've got power like that flowing out of me now. I might not operate in it like I should, and people don't identify it in me like they should. <laughs> you know, but, but it's like it's there. And you know, so then I started to meditate on these things and think like, wow, this is, this is something I want to be more conscious of. I want, to, I want to live in my own little bubble there. And then come out from time to time to interact with people. <laughs> because, because I'll be more fruitful then. I was distracted uh, uh, on the way home. We stopped in a small town and, and, and Marna was trying to find some coffee uh, for us. And, and I was distracted when someone came to the window and said, you know, can we get a, can, do you, I need a job, please, can you help me for a job? And I was like, well, I don't live here, so I can't help you. And I carried on with what I was doing. And then I was like, and then William was, was uh, uh, upset about the, the guy not having a job and the, the rest of the day. And uh, we prayed for him and all that. And I was like, you know what I should have done is actually gotten out of the car and ministered to him. But I, was in a, I wasn't in that mindset at that time. So I didn't think of it. It didn't cross my mind until he was gone. But if I'm living in a place of aware of his presence, then it should be a natural thing. Okay? And the more we do it, the easier it gets. Amen? But we've got a supernatural uh, uh, ability. We've got a supernatural life that we can live. 
Before I go on, we're going to talk a bit more about the, the special abilities or the gifts of the Spirit in a moment. But, you know, just, I feel like one of the things that God wants to do for, for a couple of people this, tonight is just deal with fear. I don't know if you've been experiencing fear, but I really just felt like while I was preparing a word of knowledge that fear is, is, is really crippling some people. And it can be fear of many different things. Fear of the dark, even. You know, we, we've had... We've had that before, but it could be a fear of anything. So if that's you, not to shame you or anything, because we can all experience things like this at times, just stand up where you are, we want to pray for you. So if you're struggling with fear of any kind, just stand up and we're going to pray for you. Because you know, we don't have to know what the fear is, we don't have to talk about it, and we don't have to counsel it, and we don't have to process it, and we don't have to anything it. Because there's a supernatural element involved here where God can touch you and deal with that fear. And, and, and you can just let it go in that moment where you're encountering Him, and then it's gone. And you don't have to froth at the mouth for it to go. <laughs> you don't have to bark like a dog or something like that. All you need to do is say, just, just thank Him and enjoy Him setting you free. Because Jesus came to set the captives free. And if fear is holding you in captivity, in bondage, it's not from Him. He doesn't want that for you. So Father, we just thank You right now for those standing and those responding even who are online. And we just thank you right now for your perfect love to be made manifest in their hearts and in their bodies right now. In the name of Jesus. We just, we just break the, 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 the power of fear in your life now in Jesus' name and we declare you free. In Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you just reveal to each one responding right now in their heart, in their mind, just you coming into that place of fear and you just wrecking it. <laughs> like it's it, 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 it just, you, you're, you're diminishing it and making it so small for them that they would just step on it themselves. Because the greater one lives in them. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I just feel God saying, you know, that one way to deal with fear is to also just put it in perspective. Talk about it with someone. That's not going to laugh at you, but that's going to help you and encourage you. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Now, don't focus on the fear. Focus on Jesus. We just release the power right now to, to deal with that fear completely and for good. Someone's got a fear of being alone for the rest of your life. God's with you, number one. And I know that you don't want to hear that. You want to hear that someone's coming. <laughs> but, but God just wants you to know that you're never alone. Yeah. Stop seeking someone. He'll bring someone. Most fear is just irrational. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You can sit anyone fearful or, or worried about chest pains. Chest pains. That's you. <laughs> Father, we just thank you right now for Anna. We just speak life into her body. We command healing in Jesus' name. Chest pains be gone. And we just speak a, a release of life now. Fear, go in Jesus' name. You haven't been given a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And so we just thank you, Father, now for freedom. 
If there's anything wrong in this body, I command perfection and I command correction. In Jesus' name. Amen. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1 to 3, from the King James Version. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I don't want you to be ignorant. So he wants us to be informed. Amen? Amen. Informed. You know that you were Gentiles, carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one... Speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So the thing we've got to realize from this passage is that ignorance is the breeding ground for unbelief. We want faith, we want to be strong in faith, then we need some knowledge. We need the correct knowledge. Because where there's ignorance in the area of spiritual gifts or spiritual abilities, there's going to be unbelief. And there's going to be a lack of manifestation. Now, I was talking about it uh, uh, earlier today with, um, uh, with Lucas, I think it was. And it was, I just remember saying, you know, every time we've seen a, a miracle in a, in a service or something, it's amazing. Not once did I hope and a wish and a pray. It was kind of like, a, I knew that this could happen. I knew that this must happen. I knew that this should happen. So it was a case of, come and look, this is going to happen now. Like I remember when we were in Albania and we were ministering to Claudia, the, one of the first times she was at Grace Life there in, in Albania, and um, she had uh, problems because of scoliosis, and she had, uh, had had an operation, and it was it was just horrible, and she was in a lot of pain that morning, especially because of the cold, and the operation was kind of like live or die kind of operation that she had had, <clears throat> and I remember we called her forward. We, we, we sat her down and her body was out of alignment even and one leg was shorter than the other and I got someone else in the church, another believer to come and to pray for her and I said to everyone, there was an atheist even sitting in the back and I said, all of you come and look because God's going to heal her. And I, you know, it's like, that's a bold statement, not knowing what's going to happen. <laughs> you know, but it's like, because we know, because I knew something, I knew that this has to happen. You know, so, so we did it. And it grew out. Honestly, I didn't see it. <laughs> I was looking at like, I don't see a difference. But maybe the angle that I'm at or something. And yet the atheist was like, wow, and he got saved. You know? And it's amazing just like, like how, uh, 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 if you just step out in boldness, things can happen. You know, but often, because we fear not knowing the outcome of something, we, we won't do it. But that's not trusting God. So these guys, they were saved, but they were worshipping, uh, uh, before they were saved, they were worshipping idols that didn't talk, they didn't impart or, or wisdom or anything like this. And, but now they were, Paul's encouraging them, you're worshipping the living God, not an, a dumb idol. Okay? You're worshipping the living God who wants to interact with you. Now think about it for us. He wants to interact with us. He wants to manifest Himself in, in, in specific ways. And it goes on through the gifts of the Spirit, through the abilities of the Spirit. The point is, is that God has, has done His part in putting His Spirit in us. And now we've got to respond to Him. And then as we respond to Him, we can access the things of God and we can start to live a supernatural life. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 4. There are diversities of gifts but the same Spirit. Diversities of gifts. Different gifts, same Spirit. Diversity of abilities, you could say. But the same Spirit. This Spirit in you has many abilities. 
The Spirit in you has many abilities. There's one Spirit, His Spirit in you. Okay? And that same Spirit has many abilities. It can accomplish many things. And so let's look at this. And from verse 7 down. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the, uh, the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit, who you have all of in you, works all these things, distributing each one individually as He wills. Each gift as He wills. not Each ability as He wills. Not to each one specifically different things, but you, because you're full of Jesus, you're full of His ability. Again, He didn't set it up so that Etienne would have faith and, and I wouldn't. And I would just have the gift of... of, of um, <laughs> Uh, 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 miracles. Yeah, and then Lucas has the gift of good looks. <laughs> and so he's ministering to somebody and it's like, but he, he doesn't have faith to help them. He only has good looks to help them. So now he's got to come to Mr. Faith Man. You know, it's like, that's an incomplete Christian. That's an incomplete Christian. If you are complete in Christ, then you should be able to rise to any challenge that's out there. Okay, there are nine manifestations of the same Spirit. Okay, of the same Spirit that's in us. And we, depending on the need, depending on the opportunity, we get to operate in them. Okay, the three revelation gifts are the word of uh, wisdom, the word of knowledge, and the discerning of spirits. The, The three power gifts are faith, gifts of healings, working of miracles, and then the three vocal gifts are prophecy. Diverse kinds of tongues and interpretation of uh, tongues, not tongues. Uh, Then there are uh, uh, different offices and things like that, and it gets into different things. But if you're filled with the Spirit, you're filled with His ability. Okay? And it's not so that you have a badge of honor for a Sunday. It's not so that you have a badge of honor of, I can prophesy, or I can work miracles. It's tools to get the jobs done. It's tools to be able to accomplish our assignment. Okay? And it's not for you. It's for you to use for other people. You'll primarily flow in specific gifts because you might be more comfortable in exercising them. But it's important to realize that you need to step out into the other ones that you're not comfortable with. And I speak to myself with that too. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13. For by one Spirit... We are all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, we have all been made to drink into one spirit. This is awesome. Okay? This is really awesome. Because it's showing that there's one spirit that we've been made alive with. You've been animated, I've been animated, made alive with one same spirit. Okay? Empowered by one spirit. The body here, this, this, this might need a bit more depth at another time, but the body is not talking about the assembly of believers. It's not talking about what we're experiencing now, church. Yes, the, the, the body of Christ is the church and all this, but in this context, it, it's talking about the spirit. It's talking about the spirit as the body. 
Okay? And it's saying that we've all been made to drink of one spirit. Okay? Drink should make you think of other things too. Not alcohol. But uh, it should make you think along other lines too. We haven't all been made to drink of communion, bread and cup. We've been made to drink from communion, Holy Spirit. One cup. That's what the cup of, of the Passover is symbolic of. Is the, the Spirit of God being poured out into us. His life. Okay? That's why we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, right? And we talk about gifts and abilities of the Spirit. But in chapter 11, it's not an isolated passage talking about the Lord's Supper or communion. It's linked together. But that's just for free. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13 from the Passion says, For by one Spirit we were all immersed and mingled into one single body. And no matter our status, whether we are Jews nor, uh, um, or non-Jews, oppressed or free, we are all privileged to drink deeply from the same Spirit. How do you drink deeply from the Spirit? The same Spirit that I've got. How do you drink deeply from it? Firstly, it's, it's really just a case of believing. Eating and drinking is often a metaphor in the Bible for believing. It's often symbolic of believing. Okay, so how do we, we drink of the Spirit? We've got to believe, and then we've got to receive. We've got to receive this flow. Okay. Let's read from the Living Bible there. It says, each of us is a part of the body of Christ. Some of us, so whose body is it? It's Christ's. Okay, it's Christ's body. Some of us are Jews, some Gentiles, some slaves, some free, but the Holy Spirit has fitted us all together into one body. We've been baptized into Christ's body by one Spirit and have all been given that same Holy Spirit. Okay, now here's an interesting thought. In the book of Corinthians, Paul is addressing division in the church. One of the issues that he's dealing with is, is division. Okay. Now, he would be promoting division if he said, you've got this gift, and you've got that gift, and you've got that gift. What he's trying to do is show you, you've got the Spirit of God, and here's the abilities that we can get to function with in, in, a, in a gathering. Okay? So he's, he's promoting unity here. He's not promoting division. Landing here. John chapter three, uh, 7, verse 37 to 39. In the, the last day, the great day of that feast... Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. Let him come to me and drink. Okay? And we, we can see now he's talking about the Holy Spirit here. He that believes on me, as the Scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Not the pastor, not the bishop, not the whoever, but the believer will have the Holy Spirit flowing from within them. Verse 39, but this he spake of the Spirit, which they, they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. So it's, it's speaking about what was to come. What we're experiencing now. We've believed, we've received the Spirit, and so now we need to live in this place of faith in what we've got. Faith in the God who dwells in us, so that we can live a supernatural life where he's flowing through us. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me jump back a bit here. Romans chapter 3, verse 23. For all have sinned and sh come short of the glory of God. This is a commentary on Genesis. Okay? This is telling us the what's happening in Genesis. 
Because the New Testament letters, the textbook through which Paul, Peter, John are writing, they, they've got their textbook, okay, which is Genesis to Malachi. That's their textbook. And that's their Bible. That's, that's what they've got. And now they are writing writings based on the truth of the old, which is not dismissed, but is fulfilled. Okay? And um, this is, he's commenting on what happened with Adam and Eve here. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We tend to look at that as though Adam and Eve fell, and now as a result they came short of, they, they just couldn't reach that. Or they fell from something. They, you know, the, the, we call it the fall of man, even though the Bible doesn't call it that. We call it the fall of man. What, what, was, what was happening? They were short of something. Okay? What were they short of? The glory of God. Then the next verse there says, But uh, all who believe are, are freely justified. Okay? But what we've got to see here is that what we were sh short of, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. As a believer, you've no longer fallen short of the glory of God because you've got the glory of God inside of you. The songs weren't planned all to be glory, 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 by the way. But <clears throat> the, 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 the point that I'm trying to make is that now, because you've got the Spirit of God dwelling in you, the glory of God dwelling in you, you have, you're not short of the glory of God. All have sinned. It was the sin of unbelief that Adam and Eve had that caused them not to eat from the tree of life and have the Spirit of God from the beginning. Instead, they ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. They had a choice to make, and they made the wrong choice. Okay? And as a result, their unbelief caused mankind to fall short of something. To not have something. And Jesus comes to be able to make a way for us to have that something, the glory of God. As a believer, you're not short of the glory of God. Colossians 2 verse 10. And our own completeness is now found in Him. We are completely filled with God as Christ's fullness overflows within us. He is the head of every kingdom and authority in the universe. So what this is saying is now you're filled with Him, you're complete in Him, and so now you can go for it and express his glory wherever you go by loving on people by ministering to people and often what we do is we disqualify ourselves from being able to operate in a word of knowledge or give someone a prophetic encouragement or minister healing to someone i've spoken to many people out there and i remember the one person that i spoke to you know when we were asking are they able to share the gospel because they were a christian are you able to share the gospel with someone so that they can receive christ you know what they said no, I would take them to my pastor. Why would they do that? Because they feel inadequate. And they might be inadequate because they don't know what to share. And that's a bad reflection on their pastor. <laughs> but the point is, is that we can all minister like that because we've got the Spirit. We just need to know it. And then learn how to flow in it. Because you're qualified. We looked at this last week. What qualifies you to operate in the gifts of the Spirit? What qualifies you as an ambassador of Christ? He's qualified you. You're qualified. You might not know how, but that's where I come in. <laughs> that, that's where we get training. That's where we, 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 we learn the things and how to step out and how to go for it. God's not looking for perfection. He's looking for faith and availability. So all you've got to do is like, I'm available. I believe this. I'm going for it. 
Okay? You are righteous, and so you can do the works of righteousness. Works of righteousness, we often think of just living holy and not swearing, or I don't know what. <laughs> we think of those kind of things. You know, we think of sin and we think of, uh, 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 of not sin. And so when we think of acts of righteousness, we're thinking of not sinning. But acts of righteousness would be making things right. Hey, here's someone in bondage. Let me help set them free. Can I pray for you? Here's someone who's, who's, who's suffering with pain or whatever. Can I minister to you? Here's somebody who's in darkness. Let me help them come into the light. That's a work of righteousness. See, we're so sin conscious and sin focused that we make it about sin and not sin. But we've got to move past that and focus on Jesus. And focus in on, 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 on what He's done for us and what He's freely offering us so that we can live by faith, not by trying to avoid sin. Because most Christians are living not by faith, but by, they're living by trying to avoid sin. So what are we going to do now? I'm just going to stop it like that. I can't uh, land nicely. So what we're going to do... <laughs> is we're just going to spend some time praying before we close and just give the, the Holy Spirit an opportunity just to speak to you. Because He wants to speak to you, for you and then for other people. And I'm not going to get you to, to, to jump on your chair and shout something or whatever. Sorry, Jerusha. But what I am going to do is just give you an opportunity. So just close your eyes for a moment. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. So if you're his sheep, you hear his voice. If you are unsure whether you're his sheep or not, then just in your heart right now, if you want to be his sheep, if you want to be a Christian, then you just respond to him and say, I believe and I want to receive this. And then come and talk to me afterwards and I can help you further. But if you're a Christian, you, you hear the voice of God, you're just maybe not discerning it. And... The first step to, to flowing in the supernatural is really hearing His voice, knowing His voice. So Father, I thank You right now that You just reveal Yourself to each one right now. Whatever's cluttering and clouding their hearts, I just speak silence to that and I declare right now just a, a clarity of knowing what You're saying to them. Thank you that you speak to each one right now a word for themselves, Father. Often what happens is we hear something like, I love you, and we think that can't be God. Why can't it be God? <laughs> of course He loves you. You just don't feel loved. That's why you, you, you don't want to hear that. You want to hear something like, you should be doing something like this. Or you should be trying harder. God's not going to be on your case like that. He just wants you to experience His love. Let Him love on you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. And now, Father, I just thank you that you also just drop a word of encouragement into as many hearts here that will receive that they would be able to step up and give that encouragement to someone. 
whether it's here or whether it's someone at home, whether it's a friend in the week, I thank you that, that you just stir us all up to action and stepping out and being a blessing to somebody. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Is someone experiencing some kind of like burning in your body? That you just shut, well, lift your hand and shove your hand up, put your hand up if that's you. Anybody got some kind of burning? Father, we just pray for Tammy and for Eric right now. We just speak healing into that bo- their bodies. Whatever that burning is, thank you that you make it right now. By the power of your life which dwells in them, we just come on, be healed and be whole. Be made right right now in jesus name thank you father thank you father burning you have to stop in jesus name thank you father thank you jesus someone got pain in their eyes pressure or pain in your eyes Can't you? Anyone got pressure or pain in your eyes? Someone online, maybe? It's easier deferring. I can get it wrong too. But, uh, well, I just pray for whoever's got this pressure on their eyes. And I just thank you right now that uh, I can just, wherever they are, even if it's someone listening to this uh, at a later stage, we just come on wholeness and healing. Pressure be gone in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. I just want to encourage you, if I've if if prayed for you and, and there hasn't been a change, just come up afterwards and we can pray again. And we can just uh, 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 trust for complete wholeness there. But I thank you, Father, that you're touching even conditions in this room that we're not mentioning and that we're unaware of. I feel like God's also just saying it's not about sickness alone either. It's like, there's some of you here that you are really desperate for some encouragement. You're desperate for some encouragement. And I just want to encourage you even afterwards just to come up and ask, hey, please pray for me. I need some encouragement. But for you, Yanyu, uh, 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 I also just feel like God's just saying, hey, it's not over. It's not over. Thank you, Father, for Yanu and for the family, that you just strengthen them right now and encourage them by your spirit that they would be able to see beyond where they are even right now. That they wouldn't be limited by what they're experiencing, but that they would see that you're with them. And there's a bigger picture. We see in the book of John, I think it's chapter 2, Jesus turning water into wine. I thank you, Father, that you're going to make something sweet out of what they're going through. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Anyone else got a word that you feel that needs to be shared? Come on.
what really encouraged me and I want to encourage you with is it says go out and stand before me on the mountain the Lord told him and as Elijah stood there the Lord passed by and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain it was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose but the Lord was not in the wind after the wind there was an earthquake but the Lord was not in the earthquake and after the earthquake there was a fire but the Lord was not in the fire and after the fire there was a sound of a gentle whisper when Elijah heard it he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave and I I just my prayer for you as um, brothers and sisters in Christ is that you perceive with your spiritual eyes and ears that you don't try and jump ahead of God and say, only if God is revealed to me in this type of manner, by putting this fleece out before him, then it's definitely him. Mm. Uh, that you would perceive him and importantly in your brothers and sisters here who love you with his love and who want to encourage you with his love and with his truth because it's the truth in Jesus Christ mm. that's going to set you free. And then the other encouragement I had is for um, someone, and again, with the, with the cloak of Elijah is, and I don't want to say that you're having a pity party, but I think you're having a pity party. <laughs> and I feel like your cloak is, is very heavily weighed on you. And I want to remind you that the glory of the Lord is your rear God. Whatever is coming up against you, the God of the angel armies is for you. And you speak with his authority and you speak to the mountain mm. and it must move. But you can't do that if you're constantly trying to watch your back. The glory of the Lord is your real God. He's got your back. Mm. Awesome. I also just, it can come up. I know you got a word. He uh, 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 <laughs> told me he has got a word. Um, but I also just saw like a harness on you and it just felt like uh, God was saying you've, you've, you've chosen to stay in the harness and that's what's holding you back and you need to kind of step out from that, whatever that is. Lucas, do you remember? Great. <laughs> um, yeah, this is just a word on my heart uh, for you, Ben. Um, just had a picture for you. Um, just see you. It's like a javelin thrower. Um, the Olympics, and I really felt like God was saying that, like you have the like the strength, but also the precision to direct to direct the javelin. And it just felt like that's like the word. Um, you're strong in the word, but you also know how to direct it and um, like how to aim it. Um, yeah, just Amen. Hey let's stand with some Christian one song. So
feel that we're going to sing one more chorus before we close and it's just a declaration for many of us maybe you're going through a difficult time and you're so consumed with what you're going through that you're not seeing Jesus and experiencing his love and laughter or what have you and I just feel like he's advising you just to declare over your situation